just going to talk a little bit about Gregory's art and what motivated you to get into it and I'm sure people would love to hear so um yeah uh so I've been doing art like uh, we were just talking like a minute ago mm -hmm. I've been doing art since I was a little kid and uh just always really been inter artistically inclined yeah but I really started to get back into the flow of art and to just like really be exploring and expanding um, and experimenting with different styles within the past couple of years, like maybe three years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a journey. It's definitely been like um, growing as an artist, yep. uh, just going through the whole process. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, there was a YouTuber that I, I follow who just encourages his subscribers to just pick up a pen and just to try to do something. And he's always asking, you know, how do you create all these amazing things? And now I'm starting to see a lot of people asking me the same questions. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's really kind of funny how it kind of came full mm -hmm. circle. And it's just pick up a pen and... Exactly. Yeah, I was talking to Antonio. He was, he was yeah. one of my earlier connections, and he was talking about experimentation, yeah. and how uh, with, even with parents and younger kids, just to get them to. Kind of discover what it is. They should experiment, buy watercolors or, just start doing it. Yeah. Um, because it seems like it's a like you said it's a growth process. It's an evolving process. It's absolutely and. Also to that, I think it's important because uh, I remember listening to Antonio's uh, yeah. story. You know, it's, it's it's always good to like try and start early, but I don't think it's ever too late to start either. Yeah, uh, which is really important to, to know. And uh, you know, no matter how old you are, you're still young, you're still alive, and there's still plenty of time to exactly. pick up something new. And uh, you don't know if you're going to like it. You don't know if you're going to be good at it unless you do it. Yeah, that's so true. What's the biggest change you've seen in yourself? Maybe even not even artistic related, but just from you've seen in your personality or maybe the, it's had mm. some external benefits to your life. Absolutely, yeah. There have been a few pieces that I've done. I'm not sure if I've necessarily shared them on my page. But uh, so I suffer from depression, mm. or I guess I could say I survive with depression. Um, and it's definitely been an emotional outlet for me at times. You know, there are days where I just am this ball of depression and uh, it's so difficult for me to even reach out to any of my friends to say, I need help, I need to talk to somebody. And at times people just are in far reaches of the world and can't physically be there with me. And so coming to art, it's been an amazing amazing release of, of that pent-up pressure and sorrow um, and I find that after I do one of those pieces I feel satisfied I feel really happy that I'm able to channel that into something that's creative rather than destructive you know, a lot of people that live with depression it can it can go down like a really dark path yeah so it's, it's helped heal you a little bit I would say so. Giving and you some energy to put something else into. 
Yeah, um, can share this one. I don't know if like um. Yeah, those are fascinating. Uh, but there is one that really. This doesn't eat up too much time. One of the tough things also is like when you draw a lot. I draw. I draw probably every single day. Um, and because of that, sometimes it's hard to find the exact piece that I'm thinking of, you know, in my yeah. mind. Uh, but this, this one we can share Ooh. Um, was certainly one where I was experiencing some depression. I just mm -hmm. had to get it out of me. And um, after that, you know, I, it was, I could feel a huge weight just lift off. Really? Yeah. Because I know people will journal, yeah. you know, or they'll do something. It seems like it's perhaps not the specific activity that matters, but... More so, like, like you said, getting it out. Um, that's cool. And you know, uh, you mentioned journaling. Yeah, I, I find it uh, my my sketchbooks in a way kind of like a journal, in that, you know, they're not a journal with words, but they're a journal with with imagery. And um, you know, they they have the saying that if you write in a journal, uh, you get to live twice. You get to go back yeah. to that day yeah. that you journaled. And I find that when I look at these images that I've drawn, you know, I spend sometimes, you know, maybe 10, 20 minutes, sometimes hours on a piece. And when I revisit that piece, I'm revisiting a time in, in life. Yeah. You know? It's really cool. It's really fun. I do that with my journal sometimes. I've actually... Yeah. I actually haven't looked back at the stuff I've wrote from like freshman year or from a few years ago, but every once in a while I'll accidentally flip to a page mm. and I'll read it a little bit. Yeah. And then you just kind of see where your mind was at, and it's it's so we experience time very linearly, you know. Yeah. You know this thing happens, then that, then that, but all of a sudden you are like like you said taken back to that time, and then it's like a bridge in between it time, and then it's meaning has not happened here but it's you like reframe it in a way and it, it, it's mm. a it's a fascinating thing to do do you mean to say like you get to reframe it to the time that you're currently living yeah yeah like okay. you, I, you can either reframe it or just leave it the way it is I, I actually think and I think they've done studies you unconsciously like reframe it like when you recall the memory you reframe it to sort of associate with that whatever emotion you're feeling now or whatever you're experiencing now mm, yeah kind of like the neurological pathways rewired yeah, to exactly because you're hitting that specific wiring segment and then there's like other connections and all this but uh, I mean what do you think about noticing and how art makes you notice more do you think you notice more like in the environment we're sitting right now do you feel like you've become a more perceptive person? I feel like I appreciate it a lot more. Like, there's a tree that's right over there, right? And for some reason, maybe the, the way the light's hitting it, or maybe just because there's not much around it, it's more noticeable. It's a lot more vibrant green than the other ones. You know? Um, and it's something... I think I get to appreciate just time a bit more. What do you think has been the biggest impediment to your growth? 
That goes pretty deep. That goes pretty deep. Well, I can tell you for me, it's been... For me, it's been not being able to listen better, right? Thinking about what I want to do versus someone else's story. That's, yeah. you know? I think that a lot of people probably relate to that, um, especially you know, people around our, our age. Um, a lot of people, you know, get the, the stories told to them, you know, like to have this expectation of, all right, you, you do X, Y, and Z, and that's how you live a good life. And that's the rule book. And, you know, as, as I start to explore a little bit more, there, there really isn't a rule book to any life at all, anywhere. And as, as you say, we experience things linearly, but I feel like that might be how we have set it up. You know, uh, life itself is not linear. Um, just Yeah, it's like a concept. That's a concept we hold. Yeah, I mean, it makes the... sense, too, because we need to organize them, something to make mm-hmm. sense. But, like, as far as for my personal impediment, I think, you know, has been my, my whole sort of, like, emotional impediment. Uh, because I kind of have, uh, when, when I was growing up, I kind of had my emotions. Uh, I didn't really get to develop my emotional well-being because I was taking care of a family member emotionally. And it was like really tough, it was really hard, and it kind of stunted my emotional, my, my personal emotional growth. Uh, so I'm, now that I'm able to live outside of that, I get to explore and expand that a bit more. So it kind of sucks because I was stunted with that, but at the same time, you know, looking on the positive side, I get the opportunity to really build upon that. That's a wonderful way to look at it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, whatever happened, happened. But it seems like you're in a much better place now. I mean, you're exploring your... Yeah. I remember you, you were just, like, dancing. You were, oh, like, yeah, yeah. you were the social energy man at ICA. So for everyone <laughs> who doesn't know, I went to this... Um, there's this museum in Boston. It's a, the Institute of Contemporary Art. And every Friday, not every Friday, but... For the first Friday of every month, for they the, host exactly. a really big uh, event or party. Whoa! Exciting! <laughs> Excitement! We just dropped it. Um, yeah, they host a big event, and Derek and I and Austin, we went in there, and then we see, we see this guy just like going hard, dancing, and just going around to everyone, just pushing the vibe up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone really appreciated that. So, like, what compelled you to do that? You know, man, uh, I love to dance. You know, and. Uh... I actually, I, when I went to college, like, I took a, a dance class, and uh, it just like connected really well with me, and it was like a lot of fun, and it was a great way to be social. And I'm like, like I said earlier, I'm not the best with my words uh, in like social settings, so uh, being able to socialize just through dance and movement was a really fun and easy way for me to do that. And uh, you know, everybody wants to be able to connect and socialize but we don't really all know how and everybody like want, it's like a, a yeah. high school dance everybody wants yes. to, so, someone wants to go up and dance but right like, because the group mentality is no one's dancing so i'm not going to dance either exactly but it's as a, soon as you get a few yeah, people no i love that it's a pluralistic ignorance that you actively you diminish that by opening yourself up yeah. and 
allowing others to do the same because you're doing it. And that's that's what um, performers do. That's what Antonio's out there doing. He's like <laughs> out there, he's got the music, he's in his flow state, and he's he's kind of, he's exposed in the way that people see that. And then that allows them to open as well. There was some quote about, um, it was in this YouTube video one, one time I saw, but it's when you smile or something, when you allow the light to shine on you or you are the light, then you allow others to do the same or something yeah. along the lines of that. And uh, It's kind of similar to the, there's yeah. a Buddhist saying, something along the lines of no fire has ever diminished by lighting another kind of sharing that light yeah yeah so I'm, I'm curious to know from your perspective mm-hmm. because um, I mean really I've listened to a few of your episodes but I haven't listened to them all um, what what prompted you to start this journey of meeting 1300 something people so it really it really went from okay here I am in college I'm surrounded in this new environment classmates who are able to engage with others they have this sort of energy and positivity to them that radiates yeah. and I look at myself and I'm like I don't feel like that like why why can't I feel like that and then I, I was like okay well it's within my control it's I'm too in my head I'm too worried about what, what people will think if I make someone new and I think it's that that uh, being scared to kind of open up and that led me to not put the focus on other people to a degree and then see what what I can absorb what I can learn and when I started doing that it became this iterative process where the confidence it took to maybe walk up to someone and get a conversation going a month ago is bolstered now like it's it's it just but it takes the small every interaction becomes a small stepping stone and that that process that like adrenaline of oh you don't know what someone's gonna say or associated with meeting someone new is something that I really love because I realize that most of the time people are not going to shut you down if you show others that you're willing to share, yeah, yeah. you know, dance, create, do something, put some, put energy in to the universe, then in some way it will be reciprocated. And so really I've found this, you know, when I was starting, I was like, okay, I'm going to put, I'm going to try to meet this many people. It was focused on the number. It's focused on, you know, me, my project. But the more I realize it's, it's not, it's not about a number of people. It's not about the analytics or whatever about it. It's simply about going with the flow, kind of, and letting things happen. For example, like this wouldn't have happened had I not gone to ICA. Um, I went to ICA because my friend Derek was like, hey, there's this cool thing. And so as much as I can, being non-resistant to opportunities and letting things flow as they may, 
I love doing it because it leads to cool things like this. It leads to interaction. It leads to now you were listening to Antodium, so you were getting that perspective. So yeah. it's facilitating something. So I know that's a long answer, but I just it, it's so fun to me, you know. Yeah. That that I think is really important, and that's really beautiful. Uh, and I'm like, I, I love hearing about like the journey from going from I'm focused on the analytics, focused on the analytics yeah. to I just really enjoyed this. Yeah. This is this is fun to me now. So I that's that's awesome. I really want to I'm gonna keep following your journey as well. For sure, man. Yeah. And the great thing is is as this continues to grow, maybe it turns into a way uh, something that binds people, unites people. Mm-hmm. Um, and promotes collaboration instead of competition. Mm, yeah. In today's society, there's a lot of competitiveness. <laughs> it's great. It drives people to be their best. But where's the collaboration occur? At times, there are people who get really spiteful within that uh, kind of kind of world. Because I know, like, there are a lot of creatives that get angry at other creatives for utilizing some element or aspect. And it's to say, you know, a f- more flattery than, than anything else. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, sometimes people get obsessed with this monetary gain that they're so defensive and so protective over whatever idea or pursuit. Yeah. I know I have that consistently. And part of the process has been just being aware of it a little bit more in whatever way I can and just stopping myself before I let it overcome and just be like okay what's the better option here that will because I it's a thing for me it's about control well I can't control what someone else is doing if creatives are doing cooler stuff than I am if they're more popular if they have a bigger following right but what does matter is okay well what can I learn they're doing it this way and this is this seems to be working okay instead of trying to pick it apart which is usually what I try to do there's um, a a hat hat shopkeeper that I I really love Uh, really great guy someone who's very close to me his name is Zeke Sublet and he he gave me this really great piece of advice one day was control the controllables sounds really simple and sounds really easy but it applies to so many things. Yeah. You can only control what you can control, and the rest will just yeah. fall out the wayside. Exactly. It's the... Even today, I was starting to worry about things that are really outside of my control. Opinions that don't... I can't directly influence. Okay. What's the point in ruminating and just worrying? It's like a negative hum, negative refrigerator hum of this mm-hmm. kind of worry that I think... I'm actively trying to get over and this seems to be helpful hearing that okay it's the shared experience we're kind of in this together and people have a motivation to be wanted a motivation to have connections have friends like have a have a goal have a passion and for everyone it's different but it's the fact that there is one or the fact that there is something they can hold on to produce and create that I'm trying to capture yeah you know um, I guess I'm I'm curious to think I'm curious to hear 
what art? This yeah, yeah, getting, getting back into art, right. Yeah. Cool. I'm curious to think... Why do I keep thinking? <laughs> I'm curious to hear... Um, <laughs> if you feel like you can... like, what's How, do, how are you act, impacting people? And is... Through is my artwork. Your, yeah. And is that your goal? Because it doesn't so, have to be, but it... So one of the things that I am trying to say with some of my art is... With, with some of the things that aren't as personal you know connected to my depression necessarily but just kind of just like a, an image that I've, I've created there's typically when when you look at my artwork there's typically going to be an emotion that's you know the base emotion whether that be happy sad angry um one of those but what i like to kind of look at also is can i somehow elicit some other emotion that's a little bit further a little bit deeper something that's behind just the base layer emotion and if I can do that great and if I can do that I want people to wonder why the person in the image has the face that they have has the countenance that they have whatever emotion is behind that. What led them? What were the events that led them to having that emotion? So if I may, it's like the, you're looking through a window and the window is maybe the art and the and the, what's outside, the trees and everything else are the things that inform that image of the window because the window itself has no image. It's kind of there. I guess an art has image, but... You can look through it, and you, there, there's, it's like the saying, there's, you know, pictures worth a thousand words. Um, and I want people to be able to connect with those types of emotions. I want people to be able to try to, to guess and try to understand what is causing the person to feel whatever emotion. And also, I think it's an interesting idea to kind of try to play with that out in the world not related to art but just trying to look at people you know the face that they have like why are their eyebrows furrowed in a certain way um why are their their lips pursed or uh relaxed you know um they look like they're concerned or worried but also content that's kind of curious and trying to, to play that up so to not necessarily always assume XYZ or motion, yeah. but like to, to try to consider, to be considerate of the other yep. person there. And okay, so it's a, it's a consideration versus an assumption. Because we all experience a lot of things. And there's always like a million things going on in our lives, you know. The other day you uh, posted a small little story uh, from the ICA on your Instagram that included my face. And whereas, like, I really appreciated the, the gesture of that because uh, that just shows what a kind person you are. I, I don't necessarily want to include my face on my social media. Not, not just yet, anyway. Um, I feel like it's a little bit too soon to do that because there, there's, on Instagram artists, there's a little bit of this controversy of artists who are, I guess, you know, 
societally or stereotypically attractive. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of popularity just on the basis that they're conventionally attractive. And uh, I'm not saying I'm a bad-looking guy. Don't get me wrong. But I don't want that to be the reason why my art gains attention. You know what I mean? Um, and just go a little bit deeper also. Um, so a bit about my history and a bit about my past is um, I'm adopted. And I don't know... I have not met my uh, biological father. And uh, he doesn't really know me. He might, he might know what I look like, he might not. I don't, I don't know. But the funny thing is, is... Um, I learned after reuniting with my, my birth mother, that I reunited with her about two, maybe three years ago. And uh, I got to find out a little bit more about who he is and found out that he is an artist and that's his profession. And I think, you know, um, that's, that, that certainly was something that encouraged me more to uh, push the needle for me to explore more artwork. To really see, can I do this as a profession? Can I get paid something? Um, can I bring value? Can I do this? You know, it's an extremely risky world to uh, try to thrive in. But that's certainly something that I think is important, you know, so part of it is I don't want to have my face be the reason why I do get popular or don't get popular or, or something. I want to see how far I can take it without showing my face. I don't think I'm always going to be faceless. So it's, it's, it's a mixed bag. 